this could cause you to have shin splints, doing repetitive motions where you're what we call overpronating can cause you to have shin splints. I know there's some very popular shoes out there that really aren't stability, they're more of a neutral shoe. I can't get away with a neutral shoe. I have to have more of a stability shoe. You're usually winding up a lot of people with one side or the other. Neutral shoes aren't always the best. So if you have shin splints or you, you get them a lot, check out your footwear. It does make a difference. Your foot a lot of times is not inherently correct, unfortunately. So you have to make sure that you are wearing a proper shoe that will allow your foot to be a little bit better, a little bit more stable, or a little bit have a little bit more cushion, whatever is lacking. But not, not having that foot correctly uh, aligned will cause shin splints. What else will cause shin splints? So just simple overuse uh, or walking with a limp. This is one of the big ones that people don't even realize they're doing until it's too late and they've already developed the shin splints. Let's say you sprained your ankle. Let's say you've had a surgery on your foot. Let's say, you know, you just, your knee is irritating you. So you wind up with a little bit of a limp or a little bit walking a little bit differently. You may not notice it, you may notice it. That little bit of change in how you're walking will 100% cause shin splints because you're going to start to use your muscles differently. You're going to start to compensate. So if you're someone who goes out and runs and that first mile is painful and you're like, oh, I just got to get into it and then everything goes away, chances are nothing actually went away. You wound up compensating for it. And in that compensation, you wound up with shin splints. You wound up overusing some of the muscles, especially in the front of the foot and in that shin area, and that caused the shin splints. This is really one of the biggest reasons that people don't pick up on and don't have the light bulb moment until I say, you know, can you run right away without pain or does it take you a, a few minutes to get into it? And then there are people like, oh yeah, like I have this like ankle thing or I have this knee or hip thing. And once I get into it, once I'm, you know, five or 10 minutes into it, it goes away. It didn't go away, you just compensated for it. So that's a bigger issue. Usually when you're talking about shin splints and why you have them and what caused them, there's a bigger issue at play. If you just wind up treating the shin splints, if you just wind up doing a couple of exercises just to treat the front of your shin, you're not gonna solve anything. The pain may go away, it's gonna come back with a vengeance, it's gonna come back worse. So, you know, it's really important, as I always say in most of my videos, to find the cause of the problem. Most of the times, unless there was a traumatic injury, we don't know what the cause is until we actually get a really good look at what's going on. So shin splints is no different than anything else that we talk about. It's really important that you find out why you have those shin splints, what's going on. So when we're talking about this limp, it's really important we figure out why is it limping? Do you have pain on the bottom of your foot? Is that coming from hip weakness? Is that coming from some sort of tendonitis elsewhere? So just be aware that any sort of change in how you run, how you walk, will affect the front of your foot, will affect the shin, and can cause those shin splints. If you're someone who suffers repeatedly from them, it means you just haven't addressed the bigger issue. So make sure that you understand exactly where the shin splints are coming from. There's a compensation, there's something bigger going on. Um, shin splints are not a traumatic injury, meaning you're not just gonna fall on the ground and get a shin splint. 
So, you know, that's not an ankle sprain. That's when I say traumatic injury, that's a fall down the step. That's an ankle sprain. You know exactly how you did it. You know when you did it. We know the cause. There's nothing greater at play. You, you just stepped off the curb wheel and weird and you sprained your ankle. That's a traumatic injury. Most um, shin splints, in fact, all shin splints are not traumatic. It is a buildup over time of something, but what that something is, is what we need to figure out. It could also be um, weakness in your hip or weakness in your, or, or in your uh, hamstring back here. Um, usually there's a quadricep, which is in the front, and a hamstring imbalance, meaning the quadriceps are usually stronger than the hamstring. Could be an IT band tendonitis. So yes, IT band tendonitis can cause shin splints. Again, because you're gonna compensate how you run, how you walk, how you do things. This is also in cycling too. So, you know, a lot of times you can change the position of your knee when you're cycling. That will change all of the dynamics of your foot and your hip and your knee. Anytime you're changing those and uh, you run the risk of developing shin splints. And the problem is most of the time you change those things, you don't even realize that you're changing them. You just do it automatically because your body says, ow, it hurts, get out of this and you go ahead and you get out of it, but unfortunately at the sacrifice of creating some other problems. So hip weakness is very, very big in um, shin splints because unfortunately hip weakness then translates into more of a foot misalignment, more of a foot imbalance, uh, and that translates into shin splints. So those are kind of the big reasons why you wind up getting shin splints. You also have what we call muscle imbalances. So some muscles are gonna be tighter, some muscles are gonna be weaker. A lot of times um, your gastroc, which is in the back, is stronger than the muscle up in the front, which is the tibialis anterior. So for example, if you were to tap your foot, if you were to sit there and tap your foot for a minute, a lot of you would wind up getting tired. Uh, you would feel, if you didn't have shin, if you did not have shin splints, if you, if you had shin splints, it would hurt. But if you didn't have shin splints, you were able just to tap your foot for a minute, you would find that it would get fatigued. But standing on your toes for a minute, not a big deal. So that type of muscle imbalance, you need that, that front of the shin to be able to balance out the back, and most people don't have that. Lots of tight hamstrings come into play here. You have to look at that whole leg chain when you're looking for shin splints and why you have shin splints. You have to go all the way up to the hip and even the low back because Again, you can have tight hamstrings. That tight hamstring is going to pull on your knee, which is then going to pull on your ankle, which is then going to affect the front of your leg. It's gonna make that shin have to work harder, make those that tibialis anterior, that muscle in the front, work harder to pull your foot up. Again, subtle things that you're never gonna notice. It's not like it's going to become cumbersome or you're going to feel labored because you have to lift your foot more because you have tight hamstrings. But the fact of the matter is, is that if you've got hamstrings that are tight, it's gonna pull it up like this, so your foot actually has to work a lot harder to pull it up. You won't notice that, but over time, your body's like, okay, I can't pull anymore, I'm exhausted. And then you start to develop shin splints. So those are a couple of the major reasons that you would develop shin splints or why you have shin splints. It's really important to understand, again, why you have them. Don't just treat the shin just treat the shin splints. Don't just treat the pain. I'm gonna show you a couple exercises that will just treat shin splints. Um, they'll treat the pain just to help you get out of it for a little bit, but it's not going to solve anything. It's not gonna solve the problem. And 
while you may get relief for a little bit, it's gonna come back with a vengeance and it's gonna come back even worse. So make sure you are addressing all the factors when you're talking about shin splints. One of the first things you can do is just kind of do what we call a hip hike. So a lot of times, as I referenced, when you're dealing with any sort of foot or ankle or knee injury, we usually have to look up here and see if there's weak abdominals and weak hips, which generally there are. So you wanna start by just dropping your hip and bringing it up. This is one of my favorite exercises, and if you've watched my videos, you know that it's in a ton of them. It's, it's for your glute medius. People have a very hard time doing this uh, because the glute medius is so weak. They wanna do this, all right? That's not working your glute medius. So all you're gonna do is this leg stays straight, and you're just gonna drop your hip down and bring it up. Now this is, doesn't have to be a balance exercise. I just do it 100 times a day so I can do it without holding on anything. Feel free to be near a wall, be on a step, and just drop your hip down and bring it up. The most important thing you wanna remember is that it's not this. You're not bending and straightening your knee. You're dropping your hip and bringing it up. So those, you can do about three sets of 15. That's an endurance exercise. You're not gonna weight that at all. Um, you're not gonna add anything. So, you, you know, if you do three sets of 15, three sets of 20, once a day, that's gonna be sufficient. You're gonna feel it on your standing leg. Everyone wants to feel it in the leg that's going up and down. You're gonna feel it in your standing leg. You may also feel it a little bit in this leg, but your standing leg is going to burn. So if you just start doing that right now, and you just do 15 reps, and you're like, oh, I'm starting to feel that. When you go out for four mile runs, you're asking your glute medium to be active for a half hour, 45 minutes, an hour, or whatever long it takes you to do. Uh, whether it be running or walking, you're asking that glute bead to be active for that amount of time, yet you're struggling doing 15 of these for less than a minute. So if you struggle with that and you can't get through three sets of 15 without like shaking out your leg, that's a problem area for you. Second exercise that you can do is tap your toe. Start strengthening the front of that foot. Again, if you have shin splints, that's gonna hurt a lot. I wouldn't recommend doing that, but if you want to start trying to figure out ways to start avoiding them, starting to strengthen the front of that foot is a good way to do it. So this is something you can do at your desk. You want to try and do it for a minute. Again, most people by the end of the minute are literally going to have a hard time picking their toes up. It's going to be very exhausting. Again, you're walking through the whole day. You're running four miles. You're asking your toes to lift all the time. If you can't do this for a minute, you're going to get the power somewhere. You're obviously not getting it from the correct muscle. So again, that's where all of this breakdown occurs. The final thing you want to do is you want to stretch out your shin. Okay, so you can do that by just curling your toes under and then bending your knee. A lot of times you're just going to feel the stretch as soon as you curl your toes under, which is fine. You may also get a foam roller, which is even better, and actually roll out the front of your shins. Uh, if you have a spike and you have shin splints, you're probably not going to be able to tolerate it, but Rolling out the front of the shins is actually better than even stretching them. It's hard to get a stretch. If you're really tight, you can get a stretch with what I just showed you. You want to hold that 30 seconds and do that about six times. But in order to really break down a lot of that muscle tissue in those shins, you want to roll. You want to just get, and we have tons of videos on foam rolling, so I'm not going to go over it now, but that also will help break up the shins. Don't want to limit that foam rolling to just the shins. You want to continue all the way up and down the leg to make sure you are uh, eliminating any sort of knots that are in your calf, your hamstring, your quad, wherever they may be hanging out. If you or someone you know is suffering from shin splints and you want a free consultation with a doctor of physical therapy, all you have to do is call our office at 
997-9898 and we'd be happy to give you a free consultation. Thank you and have a good night.